Hey, everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another episode. I got a good one for you today. Caught up with my friend, singer-songwriter, Wes Hoffman. We recorded this episode at uh, Encapsulated Studios in Maplewood area there. So uh, big thanks to them for letting us hang out and record this one. Wes has uh, some brand new music from his band, Wes Hoffman and Friends. And we got a big old show Saturday night. Blueberry Hill Duck Room, Saturday, November 18th, with Uncanny Valley, The Disappeared, and Stay the Course. Tickets available right now. And uh, we're going to hear all about it on today's show. Um, And I hope you enjoy it. Big thanks again, as always, to my friends at Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri, for all their support. Serving up all your craft beer needs, over 25 rotating taps out there, and uh, I'm sure they have a beverage for you. Uh, You can uh, get some to go. They've got uh, little packs of cans to go to take the party wherever you go. Um, Or you can come by and have a good time. Enjoy a beverage, grab some dinner, you got your burgers, nachos, flatbread pizzas, pretzels, and all kinds of tasty eats out there. And uh, you can get some uh, great live music while you're at it. Uh, and over the summer, they recently opened their brand new Fly High location in Flint Hill, Missouri. And uh, serving up the same great beers, but uh, all new dining experience out there called the fly high kitchen so come by check out the fly high location and also gearing up to open up another location in hannibal missouri so big things happening for friendship brewing company um so you can get some live music happening at their fly high location this weekend on friday november 17th michael marciano Saturday, November 18th, Andy Tucker. And on Saturday, November 18th, Buddy Inthwistle will be at the Wentzville location. You can find full details on these concerts, uh, food menu, beer menu, and everything else at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Be sure to plug in with them again on your Facebook and Instagram for more info. And uh, keep an eye out for some more fun events happening out at Friendship Brewing Company. Uh, If you need anything from me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me, rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you all. And uh, with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with Wes Hoffman. Um, a podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio, it's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Wes Hoffman, and you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Scissors beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame, covers non-stop, never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot, could be rock, 
folk, country, a hip hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has. Could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Double decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock, paper, podcast with Shane Presley. Hey, everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out with returning guest, Wes Hoffman. Welcome back, man. Thank you so much, Shane. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. This is uh, three times now. I think so. Yeah. I was on it one time with Why Not, too. Oh, yeah. So maybe it may even be four, three or four. Well, this year... uh, Three as as Wes Hoffman and friends, basically, I guess. Like the first, yes. I think the first one wasn't necessarily an and friends yet, right? No, it wasn't. It was we were kind of going as like Wes Hoffman positive punk for right. a while, and and um, yeah. But then the second time we I we did one during COVID, I right. remember we yeah. did it over Zoom, and then I guess now too. So yeah. I feel like we did one in my studio back there too, mm, but maybe we didn't. I don't know. Yeah, uh, the first one was at the barber shop. Yep, uh, I remember that. So, but uh, anyway, yeah, man, uh, I'm glad to be back here with you. We got uh, new music, got a big old show. Yes, got a lot of things happening for you and the band, and uh, so uh, this is gonna be cool, man. I'm glad to catch up with you, and like I said, it's it's always fun. This this I say it a lot, but this show is uh, for me is that is that reason. I mean, I like discovering new music all the time too, but I love using this show as an excuse to catch up with my old friends. And, Absolutely, and um, you know we all get busy with life, and so sometimes you got to schedule a hang to, with your buds and uh, you know do <laughs> do a pod. So it's uh, I'm glad we made this work, and uh, but let's uh, let's get the business out of the way first. Uh, get everybody. Uh, hyped up uh, for this weekend. We got a big show happening at uh, the historic Blueberry Hill Duck Room. Yes. Wes Hoffman and Friends, uh, November 18th, Saturday night. And uh, you're bringing along support from uh, The Disappeared. Yes. Uncanny Valley. Yes. And Stay the Course. Stay the Course from Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, man. Yes. Let's talk about this night. Yeah. So, um, this is uh, this is going to be a good show. I'm really excited about it, and you know, I, I in I was just talking to you before this. Like, I am really big on um, not only playing in a band and writing music and performing and playing guitar and and all the things that go along with being a band. Like, I also book a lot of our shows, um, out of town shows, shows in town. So I like producing events. Um, in the past, I like ran a company that that did networking events, um, and I did an event a month for two years straight. So I love doing this kind of stuff. And my whole idea behind this lineup and this bill was um, to have a newer band from St. Louis, um, Uncanny Valley. Uh, I've been seeing them play for a little over a year now. And they're really a really good up and coming pop punk band. Um, they're more of like a modern pop punk band sound than than we are, but 
Um, they're really good. They just went on their first tour. Um, they went up to Chicago and, and, um, like, you know, you know, Indianapolis and, and Northern Ohio and stuff like that. So, um, I've gotten to know Ryan from that band and, and he's a really good dude. And, um, so, uh, I'm always kind of trying to help them out when I see like younger bands that are kind of starting out. I'm like, oh, well, maybe there's if if you guys need anything, I can help you. Or yeah. me booking shows around town too. Like I'm always looking to throw them on, and and so I want to have a band like that. And then I wanted to have a band that's been around for a really long time, like um, the Disappeared. Uh, of course, you know Gabe, and you know Dan Johanning. Yeah. Um, I don't know if if Brad. Yeah, we did a Disappeared on- episode. Okay. Um, when they reunited and uh yeah so yeah we definitely uh dig those guys and and uh and dan and gabe were sweethearts i've known those guys for absolutely a long time and all their projects they've been part of and yeah yeah we're actually gabe we're in your uh head, headquarters <laughs> yeah. right now um at encapsulated studios yeah uh but i wanted to have a band that like has been around for a while and you know gabe of course recorded our our album and our ep that we put out um and I was really, really hoping that we would have the album on vinyl for this show. Um, I hate to burst everybody's bubble. We're not going to have it. Right. Um, you know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles is it was on schedule to get here before the show. And, um, you know, I, I just found out recently that it's it's been delayed by a couple weeks. So we're going to miss it by a couple weeks. But... Um, I'm glad that I didn't initially bill it as our record release show because I would hate to have to like, you know, be like, Hey guys, sorry, we're not doing it now, but, um, it will be out very soon. I promise. Um, but I wanted to have one of Gabe's bands play as well. And so that was kind of like, um, you know, killing two birds. I hate to say killing two birds with one stone, (laughs) kill an innocent bird. But like we, we, we took care of two things at one time. All right. And then stay the course. Um, there are really good friends from Wichita and they're, um, you know, we have went on three tours with them now, and we've played a couple shows in Kansas. We played a show in Kansas City with them. We're playing another show with in Kansas City with them. Um, you know, in December. So, um, I wanted to have like an out of town band too. So I felt like we could kind of, and they, they stay the course has played here maybe two or three times now. So they've kind of built their own little following here. And I thought it was good because, you know, you've got the newcomers, they're going to bring their crowd. You've got the old heads that are coming for disappeared. You've got us who we're kind of in the middle where we've been around for seven years. Um, I've been heavily involved in the scene for like the last several years, but um, you know, and then you have an out of town band. So it's right. like, Hey, we can all bring our own groups of people and kind of like, you know, trade fans or like maybe expose some people to some new music. Yeah, man. Uh, tickets available right now and, um, get them while you can. And, uh, but, uh, we don't have the new record yet, but we do have some new merch. We got yes. uh, shirts and, and things. So, uh, you can come out and support that way. Grab a new t-shirt, uh, and, uh, to let everybody know that you, uh, party with Wes Hoffman and friends. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because I saw somebody post something about how, like, a, you know, a stream on, don't get me wrong. I love, I want people to listen to our music. And if you listen on Spotify or Apple music or Deezer or Tidal <laughs> or whatever, these other, you know, these other streaming services now, Bandcamp, then that's awesome. But like a t-shirt literally is like something like a thousand times the All revenue right. of, you know, cause you're getting point zero zero three cents for every stream. So right. it really does, um, 
you know, it, we are a band that likes to go out on the road and that does cost money. So if, if you want to, and, and it, not just for us, like if you want to see other bands from St. Louis branch out from here and get a broader audience and make more of a name for St. Louis, like support them while they're here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like go to their shows, buy merch as much as you can. Um, you know, tip the merch guy, like do all the things, share, share their music. Like, you know, if you can't spend the money right now, like share their music, share their shows, like that really helps us a lot. Right. <laughs> Um, cause it is expensive and it's tiring and it's, but it's encouraging when you have a show and, you know, I've been out to shows and I've seen people wearing our shirts and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I was just at a show Saturday and saw one. Nice. Uh, Which show? Uh, I was hosting, I was invited to MC host, uh, the, the 45 outrun the fall. Oh, nice. Um, at diamond music hall. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, modern, angst. modern angst, misplaced religion, and uh, the Richters and Jared from Modern Angst was rocking the Hell his yeah. West Hoffman shirt. So I love you, Jared. Yeah, it was a good. We had a real good hang. I hadn't seen him in a little while, so it was fun to catch up with him and and see the band and and uh, it was a great night, man. A lot of fun. A lot of uh, a good. Uh, kind of like you described your show. It was a, a very uh, similar kind of a a feel, but not necessarily. Um, all the same reasons, but a good variety of rock. Everybody kind of fell under the umbrella of rock, but you got like uh, you had Modern Inks kind of bringing more of the the punk side of things. Um, misplaced Religion, kind of more alternative. Uh, I feel like Richter's bringing like uh, their own style, like a more in a, in a grunge feel, like okay. kind of uh, stuff. Um, but not. No, I mean, I wouldn't say they fully there, but like that feel a little bit and uh out on the fall brings heavy like those guys uh, borderline on like uh you know some metal stuff and and things with just like a real hard rock uh band and and then um the 45 kind of taps into a little bit more of that uh kind of classic rock uh feel to some of sure. their stuff even though it's still hard rock but um anyway so just a lot of fun, a lot of different variety of sounds, and uh, made for a great night, man. So that's was, awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Saturday night, I went. Oh, I went to a show at uh, Heavy Anchor that night. Uh, but I knew I knew that that one was happening. Um, it was the one I went to was Fight Back Mountain and uh, Candy Lion, and uh, uh, who was the, oh Frozen Heads. Yeah. There's stickers right there. Boom. Um, and then a band from New York called Action Park. But yeah, that looks like a great show. And yeah. I, I've, I've, um, Dylan, who was just on your show, was um, talking about Diamond Music Hall and how it's a great venue. And um, I really feel like, I know we have this really weird thing in St. Louis where people from this, and I'm guilty of it too. I live in, I lived in Illinois. I grew up in Illinois, but then I lived in Collinsville for 10 years. So I don't mind going to the Illinois side at all. But I know people from here. I feel a little bit. It's harder to get me out to like St. Charles area. Sure, yeah, I get it. <laughs> you know, I just don't know that area very well, and I get over there and I'm like, "What highway am I supposed to be on? What am I doing?" Um, but I, I really feel like, um, you know, we need to kind of break down those barriers a little bit because uh, 
I know that there's people who live out in St. Charles and St. Peter's that are like, oh, sweet, a show that's close to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people who live in Alton. And um, have you been to the conservatory up there yet? Not yet, no. It's it's pretty, it's a really, really nice venue. And I know that there's people out on the Illinois side that are like Edwardsville, Alton, Collinsville area that they would feel more comfortable going to a show in Alton than coming down here. So it's like, you know, we kind of got to, we might do something in one of those areas yeah. next year. Who knows? We, we don't have anything booked, but, you know, we might do something there. I've often joked about uh, doing like the uh, the St. Louis tour, you know, like uh, you could almost, because all these little pockets, they, everybody's got their own little community and stuff like, like we're talking about. And you could almost uh, do something like that, just kind of uh, do a lap around the city and play. You very it. well could. Uh, so, um you know, I'm having to make tour shirts up of like, you know, St. Louis and, you know, 23 or whatever. So, um, but I don't know. I think it's, uh, I've run into it a lot, you know, being, I live out that way out West. So it's like every, for the longest time, everybody was like, uh, you know, don't want to, that nobody wants to cross the river, you know, don't want to, people from St. Charles don't want to go to the city. The city doesn't want to go to St. Charles and yeah. like, uh, you know, and then now you see it too, like what the, the now they got the factory there in Chesterfield, and a lot of people are like kind of like, yeah, uh, talking about how you know Chesterfield's not cool and like they don't want to go there. And I'm like, I don't know if this is a good show, I'm going to, I'm going to see yeah. it, but um, but anyway, so I, I drive all over the place, I don't care. I'll go to I go to Columbia a lot too, I'll go all the way, okay, you know, I'll go um, up to Rose or something for a good show, and sure, um, but uh. But yeah, so I mean, it doesn't doesn't really matter where it's at for me. I'll if it's if it's worth it, I'll I'll drive it for it. So yeah, absolutely, I agree. I agree. If there's a cool, there was I missed the ga- gaslight anthem partly because they were at the factory, and then Bad Religion was at the factory, and I think we were I was out of town on tour on both of those yeah. shows, so I didn't go to I haven't been to the factory yet. But. Yeah, it's a I mean beautiful room, but it's pricey. That's for sure. Like I mean, just. Uh, you know everything. Everything at that level. Every our tickets are going crazy right now for for every venue. But uh, you know, just uh, so that's kind of the thing that stinks right now. You know, like people announcing all these big tours, and I want to go see them all and stuff. But I was yeah. like, man, I can't afford to go all these yeah, shows. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, it's a lot. But it's nice that I can go to a nice uh, local uh, rock show for fifteen bucks and have, Absolutely. A, have a good time. And, at the Duck Room yeah. at Blueberry Hill on November eighteenth, yeah, this yeah. Saturday. Uh, what uh, what's that mean to you? Like booking something like that? Like uh, is your first time at Duck Room? Or yeah, first time. Right. And then uh, so like I mean, does that does that kind of stuff go through your head about you know just like uh, all the legends that have been on the stage, including? Chuck Berry and multiple times, obviously. Absolutely. You know, but, uh, Absolutely. I saw Chuck Berry there. Um, uh, I want to say it was probably in 2010. Um, my Myself and my ex-wife got my mom and dad tickets to go see him. And then we, we had dinner at Blueberry Hill. And then we went downstairs and watched him. Because he used to play. He used to. It was like he had a standing like every thursday or friday he had a standing like yeah. every third friday or something right. like that he would play and um it was cool it was cool i mean he's still like he was a little older but he was still um you know he was still playing guitar and soloing and sure you know he was still really talented um it definitely does go through my head a little bit you know um like different shows that i've seen there 
and and different venues and um you know even even on the road we we recently played um first unitarian church in philadelphia and that's like a legendary hardcore and punk venue and i've heard rumors that they're like not going to be doing as many shows there anymore or that like they're there's like a, a one promotion company that does all their shows there and they're not letting other people do anything there um but that was a really cool experience. Like it's in the basement of this church and mm-hmm. it's a 500 cap room. And, and um, that was really awesome. And then um, I mean, duck room here uh, off Broadway, the first time we played off Broadway, that was another place that um, I, I always really wanted to play. And I kind of look at it. I feel like in, in some ways, um, you know, you have to earn like, okay, we, we started out playing the sinkhole and mm-hmm. like, I love the sinkhole. We play there at least once a year, if not twice, um, and you know we played heavy anchor and we played platypus. That's a new a new spot, but those are like all kind of more DIY type venues, you know. And then you you start selling more tickets and get more people coming to your shows. And then it's like, oh, maybe we try off Broadway this time. And then, you know they gave us a chance a, a year. Uh, how, uh, the first time we played there was at the beginning of 2022. So we we played there three times now. Um, and we love off Broadway, you know. Um, I just wanted to do something a little bit different this time and try a different venue. Yeah. And um, you know, I had reached out to them a few times, and you know, there's like the stars weren't aligning, but this time it worked out. And uh, I'm really, really, I've seen so many shows there, and Blueberry Hill is like kind of close to my heart. I, I had my 30th birthday there. Nice. Um, you know, me and my ex-wife used to go there a lot. I've I've had a lot of nights of just. Hanging out there, a, a lot of drunk nights. I won't ah. be ashamed. Right. <laughs> and and um, I, it's just a great time. And it's, it's like you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to this show. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, man. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some new music. Something you might hear that uh, the Saturday night. Yes. And um, uh, these are all. Uh, working on for that album that we're coming up to. Yes. And, uh, but we, we got a couple, uh, we wanted to leak out there, give you a little teaser. And, um, I'll start with a song called A Minute to Breathe. Yes. And this is, um, this is one I really liked a lot. I felt, uh, and we kind of, uh, maybe talked a little bit about it, uh, off mic, but I feel like this is a good, reminder to people you know uh we all get so busy with everything uh but it's and you know for i feel like if for you in particularly uh you know you're looking at you're going on the on these tours you're doing all this cool stuff but sometimes you get caught up in all of that and then it's like it's nice to take that moment to realize hey man we're we're living our dream right now like tonight like this is on this stage and this is what we've been doing this for, and uh, so I think I, I mean everybody in our, your daily life, whether it's you know in a band or if it's just in your like this is you've been working hard to make these things happen, and uh, I think you just need it. It's a good reflective song to like take a moment to realize, hey, you're doing it right here. So I was like, there's today, not to, you know, it's not to, it's not worry about tomorrow until we get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, I mean, you really hit the nail on the head. I mean, just even in, in your daily life, like, um, you know, I've, I've, I practice meditation and, and mindfulness and all of these types of things to kind of, 
Um, I've been doing it for years, for years now, almost 10 years, but like, um, and, and even being a person who practices these things, it's still very easy to get caught in the past of like the things that have happened that, you know, you know, I've been through a divorce. Like I've been through a crazy, like, you know, 20, 2020 was really a crazy year for me. Like I went through a lot of transition. I, you know, I, I went through a separate separation and divorce. So I moved out of my house. I moved into somewhere new. I got a new job and, and all these things. And, um, sometimes it's really easy to kind of look back on experiences like that, that you had that, that make you feel kind of sad and get stuck in that feeling that you had back then, you know? And then also on the flip side of that, it's really easy to think about all the stuff that, that you have to do tomorrow or next week, or, you know, the holidays are coming up and all this stuff and you can get so wrapped up in your head about it. But right in this moment, None of that's happening. Right. We're just here in this room. And that's the only thing that really exists. And um, that's really kind of what I wanted to convey in this song that is, it, it's it's like a fast punk song too, which is kind of right. funny because it's like this, it's a little bit of a deeper message, but I was like, this is the fastest, shortest song on the record. And it's just kind of like straight up, like, you know, full throttle skate punk so
I feel like that's not uncommon though. Like there's so many uh, so many songs kind of like in that like the juxtaposition of it all. I like get that um and I always, I say it a lot, but I, it's it's one of my favorite lines um in uh, uh Robin Hood Men in Tights mm-hmm. when he's like uh telling him like he report reports back and he's like, uh yeah, we got uh good news and we got bad news and he's like, Could you just tell me the bad news in a good way and then he's like, you know he's like uh yeah okay and like so but it's that same thing you know it's like he make you can make it sound happy even though there are sad lyrics sure or sure. you can make it you know be sense some sensitive lyrics to a hard punk song or whatever you know it's like it's there's so it's kind of makes you your mind can kind of uh be tricked a little bit into you know you're singing along to these lyrics but even though they, you might always get the full effect of what you're singing, and sometimes, but so I don't know. It's kind of funny how like music, the the sounds, uh, the uh, you know uh, instrumental of the music uh, can change uh, how your perspective on it and stuff. But yeah, I no, I totally agree. I think that um, you know even if the lyrics are some of our songs are sad, are right. straight up sad songs that that don't. The music is poppy and happy and catchy, so you don't you don't necessarily catch on to it. But for me, like I, I'm I'm you know I maybe wrote that song as like a therapeutic thing. You know, one of our our, our songs that we play is uh, we usually end with it is for what it's worth. The, the song is called for what it's worth, and it's about people in your life passing away and you wish that they would come back, and um, that you would do pretty much do anything to get them back for one day, and uh, you know. It's it's a very meaningful song and it's but it's like just because this is sad, I'm feeling joy when I'm singing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a it's a release for me. It doesn't mean that like just because a song is sad that like I'm feeling sad right now. It's like was I sad when I wrote it? Yeah, right. yeah sure. <laughs> but I'm not now. You know, and and music has really become that for me. Is that is that like cathartic, therapeutic, like release? Right. You know. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I get the same thing uh, as a fan. Like, you know, that's why I love some of the records I do. And like, just, you know, it's for me, it's like, it helps me work through uh, stuff, makes me realize I'm not alone. You know, like there's yeah. there's so many times you get caught up in your own stuff and you're like, and then you hear somebody sing some song like that and you're like, you know, oh, we, we're all going through the same stuff. And, you know, so, um, but yeah, I, I agree, man. So, so uh we got uh that one out there we got um that, that well this is like just a leak down here we don't have any on the so uh officially streaming yet it but, is no it's uh, not on but, streaming uh, yet so yeah. you can only hear it right on rock paper podcast we also played it on beyond fm yeah sure but yeah. <laughs> uh big shout out uh but to tony and the crew thunder was not played on that on oh there. yeah so i gave you i gave you one that, right. that wasn't played live so well, so we do have an exclusive then huh yes yes uh well i wanted to talk about another tune uh we just did a, a little live take on one uh and um this was uh song called Paper Hearts, and this is just uh, Wes and a guitar here at Encapsulated, and um, uh, I love this stuff. I talk about it a lot, too, but how, like, I like, uh, I mean, obviously the records are fun, and um, but I like kind of the idea, like, 
you writing these songs in your bedroom or whatever your mm-hmm. office or wherever you find yourself writing and uh, or in the back of the van or however it goes and um but uh you know i like kind of like stripping it down to the like the demo version you know the 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 raw uh bit of the song but uh so this is always fun for me and uh it got me thinking also like as i was we talked about doing this like those all those collections of uh like pop goes acoustic yeah and, yeah, or, uh, yeah yeah punk, punk goes acoustic and um stuff like that those were always a lot of fun those record all the punk goes pop or rock or whatever all the different things they did so it, it gives it a little bit of a different spin because you know if you'll you'll notice that like when i'm singing with a full band and when i'm singing on the recordings like it's the same key but i'm singing much higher yeah and when i'm singing when i'm just playing my acoustic it's a little bit like i'm i'm singing the like lower octave so it almost feel it's got a different feel to it yeah for sure uh, when you and uh, you also did uh, an acoustic on of uh, like uh, you actually produced and I did uh, yeah published them acoustic version so I thought that was cool to have those out there even with a what a cello on there yes uh, uh, we had this guy um, he he goes by the punk cellist yeah and he he has played with like he's played with H two O he's played with a Wilhelm scream. Um, he's played with some really big bands on stage, and uh, I'm kind of glad that I got to him when I did. This was like, I guess it was like, it would have been 2021 when we, or 22 when we released that, and um, I was kind of like, hey man, I hit him up, and I was like, would you do a feature on this, and instead of having the guitarist play the the da 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 da, he did the cello, and, and I didn't realize that he he like harmonized with himself too, and um, I just, he sent me the files. Like, you know, we, we came to an agreement, like, I'm, you know, I sent him some money. He sent us some files. I gave him to Gabe and the rest was history. But like, yeah, I, 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 uh, I want to do that again. Like, um, you know, when we have more material out, I want to, I want to do like another collection of songs. And, um, one of my favorite bands is Bayside. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Bayside at all. Um, they've been around for a while, but they're from New York and they have like, um, I mean, they've been around for 20 since 2003. I think they started maybe 2002 and, uh, maybe even before that, I don't know, but, uh, throughout their discography, they have, they have like three or four different acoustic volumes now. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that was kind of cool. Is like in between their releases, they would record like acoustic versions of some of their songs. And then on one of them, they did like a smoking Pope's cover. Um, you know, they had, uh, on one of them, like a, a an original song that was just like an acoustic song that they, you know, wrote for that record. So, I kind of wanted to do the same thing. Yeah, I, I'm not ripping them. Off. I'm not ripping them off. I'm just influenced. By them. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, maybe uh, maybe Paper Hearts will make uh, make that collection one of these days. But uh, what's uh, what do you want to tell us about Paper Hearts? What what kind of comes to mind around this song? Yeah. So this is this was one that almost like I felt like. When I wrote it, I was like, this is a really good song. This is really catchy. It's like, it's kind of short and sweet, but it's like, it's it's emotional, but it's also, um, you know, it's also just really catchy. And um, this was, I kind of had the idea of, um, you know, of course, going through the separation and divorce and everything. I kind of had the idea of 
like writing a person a letter for the last time of like, this is kind of like our breakup letter, or this is me writing this letter to you saying like, you know, our friendship is over or this relationship is over. And, you know, kind of saying, you know, in the verse, I say, cut me up and fold me over. Like I'm the paper heart and, and, you know, put it in the letter and like, let's just be done with all this. Um, uh, it's a really fun song to play live. Um, like it's, like I said, it's pretty short and sweet, but we have been adding uh, what we call uh, the Browtro <laughs> to the end of it. So we add this kind of like really cool jam session to the end and it like, you know, it kind of dies down and it crescendos up. And if you, if you want to see what I'm talking about, you'll have to come to the duck room on November 18th. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> is how it should be life goes on without me you left my messages on red open wounds are mending the music the memories are living rent free in my head Stamp the letter and send We were never Good together anyway You go on and make your getaway Is this finally over? No way left to shoulder And no more stories left to tell not broken, but bending Paper hearts I'm sending I hope this letter finds you well I learned my lesson for the last time Whoa, cut me up and Fold me over Stamp the letter and send we were never good together anyway Go on and make you get away I learned my lesson for the last time I learned my lesson for the last time My lesson for the last time Whoa Cut me up and Fold me over Stamp the letter and send We were never Good together anyway Go on and make your getaway This all sounded great, man. I'm excited. Uh, 
And it's so cool to see you and the band doing big stuff. I mean, like I said, we got this this show here in town, uh, which is, uh, you know, becoming more and more rare. You guys are out on the road a lot more. St. Louis shows are going to be a special occasion, you know, as you guys are branching out a lot more. Yeah. So, um, you know, you uh, we got a couple of dates coming up. Uh, we're hitting it. We're going to... You said Philadelphia on December Philadelphia, 2nd. Philadelphia, yes. And Kansas City on December 8th. Yes. Uh, so we have in Philadelphia. So we we signed with a record label this year called Jumpstart Records. They're based out of Philadelphia. Um, they have some really awesome bands currently. Um, Bad Planning is one that we have toured with and done some shows with. They're from Chicago. Um, you Vandal is another band from Florida that they're kind of more of like a newfound glory style, um, pop punk band. Um, they're super, super fun. We're, we're getting ready to go on a tour with them in Florida. Um, but they, one of their bigger bands that they originally signed, like back in the early two thousands was a band called a Wilhelm scream. And, uh, they are by, by far and away one of my favorite bands. Um, I, I think I've said that about like every band that I've mentioned, <laughs> On the show, but uh, <laughs> right. they are doing a, a festival in Philadelphia at um, at a brewery, and uh, a Wilhelm Scream is headlining, and then No Trigger, which is another really awesome punk band um, that's been around for a while, they're playing as well, and then a bunch of the Jumpstart bands, um, a band called Bitter Branches, which is also like kind of a, a little bit of a Philadelphia supergroup. Um, one of the guys from Lifetime is in that um, dead guy. One of the guys from Dead Guys in that as well. So if you're an old school hardcore uh, fan, you you definitely know those bands. But um, so we're flying out to do that, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. We played in Philadelphia, like I mentioned um, earlier this year, and it was a lot of fun. Um, so I'm really looking forward to coming back and playing kind of a bigger show with with um, you know more bands from that area. Um, and then we, in Kansas city, we were playing with stay the course once again. Um, cause they're from Wichita and, and one of the guys is from Kansas city. And then, um, my escape, which is a Kansas city band as well. And, uh, clear fight, which is also, uh, they're based out of Kansas city too. So, um, kind of what you were alluding to a little bit is like, uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely, we played five shows in St. Louis this year. Um, we all of them, with the exception of one that we were kind of uh, jumped on, uh, was just like maybe a month's notice. I really try to space my shows out so that you know we're not playing every week or, or every month. Um, I, I usually try to space it out by a couple months, and usually we're going on the road mm -hmm. in between. So um, next year, you know, with our new album coming out, like we're it's probably probably going to be more like two or three times in St. Louis. So, um, you know, we just, we want to hit, we're starting to hit um, like Chicago and Kansas city, Nashville, Indianapolis, Memphis, like all the places that are kind of within a day's drive. Right. We're going to hit all of those at least twice a year, you know, at the beginning or the end, you know, at least probably like a few months in between, you know, three to six months in between. Um, we're also going to hit like smaller places like Columbia, um, Carbondale, we had a great show in Carbondale not too long ago. Cape Girardeau, we had a ridiculous show in Cape Girardeau earlier this year. Um, so we're going to be hitting some of those places. And, um, 
you know, and we, it's, it's fun for us because it's like an adventure, right? <laughs> you know? Um, and, and, but now we're also like, we're starting, you know, we do have people that are saying, Hey, when are you coming to Texas? Like, when are you coming to Florida? Now we're going to Florida. So we do have people that are, that are wanting us to come to these places as well. And, um, so, you know, we're trying to get out there. It's a little difficult, like to get to Florida, you have to fly unless you want to spend two days driving there, you know? Right. Um, so, so yeah, kind of what you were saying to, to your point. It's going to be uh, more of a rarity for us to play hometown shows, but we just want them to be that much bigger and that much better when we do. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, what's uh, when, when you guys uh, do get to uh, uh, jump in the van and, and do those road gigs, uh, what's your like uh, go-to road snack? Oh, um, I'm a big beef jerky guy. Yeah. Um, uh, they're a little bit, they're a little expensive, but there's Seven Eleven has these like beef jerky, uh, mahalo teriyaki tender bites, and they're so good. But it's like seventeen dollars a bag. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I really like those. I really. Uh. Stephen loves Sour Patch Kids. Uh. Jacob's a big beef jerky guy too. Um. Hez Hez is uh. Um, we, we have different drummers go with us, but Hez, I know he loves, uh, core water and, um, iced tea. Um, I'm trying to think of what his snack is though. Damn it. That's going to bother me. Um, but yeah, we're all, we're all kind yeah. of, uh, you know, I like all snacks. Yeah. I love cheddar and sour cream chips. Those oh, yeah. are like, I, I had some today. Like I, yeah. uh, I just enjoy, um, also like, you know, when I am traveling like that, stopping it, just like small like random gas stations and just seeing if i can find whatever's like local yes. to that region or something try to find something different like kind of thing like uh you know usually usually if you go to like a quick trip or uh you know whatever uh they're like kind of all the same like you don't get a lot of the regional stuff to so right. much right but uh you know or you might get a little bit but Definitely, if you go to like a small independent gas station, you can, you'll get some, some something unique. I think. Absolutely. Uh, we went to Canada. We went to Canada in June, and we played a couple shows up there. And they have. Have you heard of all dressed potato chips? It's. I don't think so. It's ketchup flavor, um, salt. I think like a little bit of cayenne pepper, garlic pepper. Uh, or like a garlic seasoning to it. It's just. It's called all dressed. And and I was getting the they it's like a Canadian thing. It, they're starting to kind of come into like people are starting to make them here. Like Red Hot Ripplets makes a brand uh, all dressed chips now. Um, so it's kind of becoming more popular here. But it's like a Canadian thing, and and they were all over the place there. They had KFC seasoning chips as well that I tried. Those were pretty good. Um, we were, when we were in Canada, we were doing all kinds of, we were getting all kinds of weird stuff from the gas stations. And then, um, at the McDonald's there, they have poutine at the McDonald's. So, so you can get, you can get Buffalo chicken poutine. Um, you could get, uh, Jacob got a double Big Mac at, in, uh, in Canada. Um, I didn't, I had like a, this like chicken wrap thing that they that they normally don't make here it wasn't like a snacker wrap it was like it was like bigger than that um 
but yeah, that's we we um when we're traveling, we usually try to find like the weird candies right. and um Canada also they they try to be a, a little bit healthier than that, than us and they don't have any uh, fountain sodas there. Um I can't remember we we've talked about it a little bit, but I can't remember why. And then we went to the, to the dispensary there as well to like buy some weed. And <laughs> they and I was like, "Hey, can I get some gummies?" And they were like, "Oh, they explained to me they're like, you know, we don't we don't do the whole sugary thing here, so we can give you this like um what's the best way to explain it? It was like a um it was like a bunch of fruit kind of like mashed into a little cube that had like weed in it and it tasted like blueberry. Huh. So yeah. Did the job. Yep. Yeah. yeah you got the job done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> that'll work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I just think it's fun. I enjoyed traveling hitting the open road like that uh we we drove down to orange beach alabama nice. a bit ago for uh our anniversary and um had a week on the beach uh what year anniversary it's our ninth Ooh, okay um, next year's 10th so, baby. yeah yeah we kind of set a like this you know precedent now uh as our our yearly vacation getaway we went to uh like daytona and in um uh, 22 and then orange beach 23. So then we're like, I guess we got to do something big for 10. So, yeah, you do. Um, so I don't know what we're going to do, but we, we pitched out some ideas. We'll see what happens. But, uh, we also was kind of, it's all up in the air cause we also trying to buy a home. So I'm like, well, if we get a home, I might put a, might change our budget for, uh, you know, so if, sure. we, if we go get something, for, but anyway, we'll see what happens and uh, we'll, when we get there. But, um, but yeah, we, we uh, it's kind of we've been together fourteen years and married for nine. Okay. Awesome! So congratulations! Yeah, thanks, man. Um, but uh, let's talk about um, one more tune we want to sneak peek, and like you said, this is exclusively right here on Rock Paper Podcast, yes. and uh, this is a track called Thunder. Yeah. So the last two songs on the album are called Lightning and Thunder. Um, and these songs, along with A Minute to Breathe, um, feature Christy Untersay, uh, or she goes by Clue. Uh, she is, so our drummer has, um, it's his wife. They're, uh, they're married, and she has been singing with us probably a little over a year now, um, like on stage. Like she, she was kind of doing the guest vocals on our song For What It's Worth. And when we were finishing up the album i was like you know why doesn't she come in and and just do a bunch of background vocals on some of the songs and i think like she had been singing with us anyway and i think that would just kind of add a a little bit of an extra like dimension to this um you know i i consider her to be like part of the live band you know so um she's gonna sing probably like four songs with us at the duck room um you know they'll be all kind of at the end um but uh, you know, this song particularly, I kind of wanted to have like, um, you know, a different voice on because this this is I wrote this about my 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 girlfriend and my part uh, my girlfriend my partner Lisa. Um, we've been together for three and a half years, not quite not quite nine, <laughs> but we're getting there. Um, and this was a song that I mean, man, it's crazy to think that like I wrote this about the first time how I felt about the first time that I told her that I loved her. 
and um that it's been that long now that this song's been written and and recorded um it's probably been more like like i think we maybe been together for a year or so when i started to write this um but yeah it's it's a very you know i kind of it's kind of like a love song and um i wanted to have kind of you know a girl's voice on it too so uh it's very you have to listen to the the whole song because i know it has kind of a long intro but uh, you have to listen to the very end because it's it's an epic song. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, check it out here exclusively right now.
Uh, you mentioned early on that uh, being from the Illinois side. Yeah. And a uh, young man wrote in a question for you. And he, Who was it? Uh, you might know from the question. Where did I put that at? Boom, there it is. Uh, he writes in, uh, ask Wes uh, when, is it Samus? Samus, yes. Samus that was our uh, are doing a reunion tour, and if kick-in emergency can open. Uh, is that Levi Hofford? This is uh, Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Okay. Jesse. I didn't know Jesse was on Instagram. Uh, I guess I I didn't know he was on any of the socials, but he <laughs> but apparently he is, and because he saw that, and he uh, since sent, okay. sent me a text. Okay. So. Hey, Jesse. <laughs> um, uh, I love that dude. By yeah. the way, I, I haven't talked to him in a while. We were like texting fairly often. I have to give. I have to give. Okay, so that's Jesse McClary from Old Capital Square Dance Club. Yeah. Um, and I have to give him a big shout out because he. He was him and the and the guys in that band, but specifically him, were kind of like he's a couple of years older than me. I think he was like twenty or twenty one when I was in high school, and I was like seventeen or eighteen. And um, they, he was kind of like the older brother that I never had that showed me all the cool music right. and like, um, you know, even would tell me about like movies and stuff like that that maybe I needed to see that like that my parents probably didn't want me to watch, you know. <laughs> Um, and he, he really told me about a lot of music and their band, uh, before they were old capital square dance club, they were like a punk emo band called kick and emergency. And they were very, very good. And, um, you know, we always want to like strived to write music similar to them. <laughs> um, they were just so dynamic and melodic and then sometimes fast and heavy and, and, but then they could also play like very soft and pretty and, and make stuff. They could just, they were just great. And I'm still mad that they ever broke up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I know that like old capital and um, Levi Hofford band who I, who I mentioned, they're called I like snaps. They recently did a, like a, a reunion show in Vandalia and um, I was on tour in Cleveland, so we couldn't play. But um, <laughs> I would be interested in playing a show there back in Vandalia. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's about it's a little over an hour from here. I don't know if anybody in that town cares to see me play. <laughs> you know, I, it's one of those weird things. It's like, I don't know if anybody, I don't really keep in touch with anybody in Vandalia. Um, my family is all still there. They would come out, which would be kind of cool. But yeah. like... Um, you know, I don't know if anybody there it's actually I do know that some of the people that are there when um I was recently on one of five seven the point with um Donnie Fandango and a couple people came out of the woodwork and they were like, dude, I heard you from from Vandalia. They were like, dude, I heard you on one oh five seven the point. Like, right. what is going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Um so so you know, I don't know, maybe we would have some people out there. Um it doesn't cross my mind too often, yeah. but uh, man, I, um, speaking of Vandalia, there is, uh, so I, uh, when I used to do this, uh, songwriter showcase, uh, monthly series, um, until COVID I was, uh, I had Jesse and Zach from old cap and, uh, Dave Manis of the Manis brothers and, and, uh, we did a, a fun night out there and of course, 
um, I don't know, it was, you know, halfway through the night or whatever it is, and Jesse and Zach have mentioned Vandalia a couple times because it's, you know, hometown, and, and, uh, so I, I think, I'm pretty sure we got to Jesse, and then he's getting ready to queue up another one, and, and Dave goes, uh, let me guess, another song about Vandalia, and he's like, <laughs> it's just like, uh, so, so perfect, uh, perfectly dry and, like, sarcastic and just, like, but, uh. It just made me laugh so hard when he said it. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think I share the same pride for for the town as as uh, Jesse and Zach do. Like, um, I I wanted to you know get out of there as soon as I could, and I, I haven't really. Um, you know, I had to go back a couple times. To, you know, in my early twenties, I had to move back in with my parents and stuff for a little while. But yeah, um, you know, I don't. Um, I'm I'm more. Ask them about their old songs about Vandalia. Because yeah, there was a song called Party at the Moon Tower that was all about how much they hated being yeah. in Vandalia. Well, I don't know that all so of them are Maybe just... I never grew out of that. <laughs> I don't know that they're all like uh, positively about Vandalia. Oh, okay, but okay. they uh, that's kind of where a lot of these uh, started for sure. So, um, But I think that's... Uh, I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of people... I, I definitely feel like I've gone through that phase. I never left, but... I, uh, you go through, I think everybody kind of that hometown thing where you're like, man, this place sucks and I got to get out of here. And like, you know, just like, uh, and you just think any, anywhere else would be better. And then, um, but then like, I realized like, I do love it here in St. Louis. I love, I mean, I, I call St. Louis home. I'm, I live, you know, again, 40 miles West, but like, this area, everything about it, like even though Wentzville is my hometown where I went to school and stuff, but like this area, everything around here is like, I have a lot of fun and like, but even my own hometown, I live now just minutes from the house I grew up in and it's like, I have not gone too far and it's like, um, but you know, it's kind of like, I feel like everybody kind of goes through those moments, but ultimately I think I'm happy being right here so yeah that's all i really know though i i go i go a little back and forth about st louis um you know for the most part i i do have a lot of st louis pride i've lived here for a long time you know i lived in collinsville and like you know i moved to st louis in like 2005 for the first time and then moved back home and then moved back and you know, then ended up, ended up in Collinsville for a while but i was still here every day you know i was in the city i had an office in the city and you know, of course, the things about the city that I love are like the Cardinals and the Blues and um, all of those, you know, Emo's Pizza, all those like deeply rooted things about the city. And um, I do feel like this is like the size of the city is is nice because, um, you know, if you're in a bigger city like Chicago, even though Chicago is very much a pop punk town and, and you know, we're my band is a pop punk band um and we do well in chicago i love playing shows in chicago because we like we've never we played there three times in the last two years um and we've never had a bad show you know it's always been it's always been awesome and people afterwards are always like man you guys need to come back here like you'll do really well here and so we come back and we do really well um but I do feel like in in with the size of St. Louis is it's a big small town, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So oh, like yeah. doing something like we're doing, um, you know, 
I think you can maybe make a little bit of a bigger splash in a town this size than if you were in Chicago or New York or LA or even a bigger city like Dallas, it might be harder to get people's attention because it's a much bigger city and there's a lot more going on. Right. Um, you know, and I felt the same way about um, when I had my business treehouse, um, when I was doing networking events, I was like, Oh, this is maybe I, I, this might not work in a bigger city. You know how I, I remember I went to Chicago and told the people what I was doing about these networking events. And they're like, we wouldn't even know where to start here with, with like, you know, getting networking events and getting the right people to come to these, to these events because like the city is so big right? <laughs> and, and uh, they're like, you know what? And then I was like, well, focus on one neighborhood, like Logan square or wicker park. You know what I mean? Like, like focus, like start small and see where it goes from there. But yeah, I mean, um, I do, I do have to admit sometimes I go to another city, especially in the winter. I know that when I come back from Florida um, in January, I'm going to come back from the sunshine and <laughs> the, you know, the beach and I'm going to come back and it's going to be cold and gray and snowy here. And I'm going to be like, why do I live here? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think about that a lot too. I think I like, you know, especially like, you know, visiting the beach, uh, for, you know, our anniversary, like I said, like, I'm like, man, I could get used to this. Like, um, and I think it would be fun for a while, but then I, I feel like I, cause I'm, I don't have that in my life. I think like it would kind of eventually, you know, I wouldn't be like at the beach all the time. Like I think I would, you know, I think it'd be just like, you take it like, yeah, yeah, of course we, we could, but like your every day, everything else is going to you're going to find other things and you're doing in your life. And so I don't know. I think I just feel like it eventually would uh, wear off the cool factor that it has for me right now because, uh, you know, I don't have that in my life. So I don't know. So it's like, it's nice that we have a, such a variety of things here. I feel it like. is, it is, but, uh, I don't know. Not that I'm like real, like, I know you always hear people like, oh, all oh, four seasons and all that. And I was like, well, fall only lasts usually like a couple minutes if you, it goes from summer right to winter. And sometimes, like, yeah, we definitely, uh, we definitely, but that definitely happened. Uh, like, I, I feel like this, this year we've had more of a fall. Yeah. It's, it's been nice. It's like stuck around in the 60s right. for a little while, which I love fall. It's probably my favorite season, but. I really hate the winters here. Like, and, and I mean, I lived in Norway before where it was like, you know, for, during the winter where it was really, really cold um, for one, for, for one winter. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, the winter here, just like some, some years, it feels like it's never going to end. Right. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. I got another question for you. Um, more of a statement, I guess. Not really necessarily a question, but Dana wrote, wrote in i feel like wes is a king who really understands the power and utmost importance of uh communing in person and community building in general both in real life and online i'd love to hear his thoughts on this open-ended and perspective is sure to be valuable so uh, what does uh, community building mean to yeah. you? And so-, so that's Dana K. Goddard, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I met her during the time when I was doing my treehouse network shop stuff. 
um, and I was doing the networking events. And I do think, um, you know, I think the, the meeting people in person is very important. And I mean, even, even in the aspect of like with my work, you know, um, I just recently have been talking to, um, you know, I work, I, I'm a recruiter for a big company here in town. And, uh, I was recently just working on like some projects with this factory. And, uh, I finally went down to the factory, which is just in South County. And I met these people that I have been working with for almost a year face to face finally. And it was like, again, it was like this barrier had been broken. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of times I think with, with the internet, I think the internet has almost made us more disconnected than it has made us connected, even though we're, it's so easy to keep in touch with people. Sure. Um, it's made us more like, Oh, I can catch up and see what Wes is doing. Like, you know, and, and, um, through, through Instagram and, and I can see his posts and see what, what, what's going on with him. And he seems like he's doing all right. So like, I don't, I don't need to reach out and even, even, even just having a phone conversation, like we're, we're, we're afraid of our phones. We're afraid Mm -hmm. to answer our phones. Like, you know, your phone rings and, um, you know, I usually, if I, if I know who it is and I, and like usually I answer, but sometimes somebody calls me out of the blue and I'm not expecting their call. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll let that go to voicemail, see what they need. Like, you know what I mean? Like before I am blindsided by some kind of information. So I, I mean, but back in the day you would call people and talk and catch up and we don't do that anymore, you right. know? And I think, I think that's why you have to make a conscious effort um, to do those things. And, you know, I, I've recently had, um, you know, I was recently talking to my, my girlfriend about this as well as like, um, I probably come off as a very like strong, I don't want to say strong, but like, you know, positive, like, um, you know, grounded person. And, and usually I'm like posting positive things on, you know, social media. And I've, I've really kind of like stopped doing that for a while. And, and I was like, you know, I don't, I don't feel like, um, maybe because I put off that, that perception and that vibe and and it, it really is genuine. It's authentic, but I don't have a lot of people that like check in on me and ask me like, Hey man, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? And I struggle just, I have struggles just like anyone else, you know? Um, and, and sometimes I, I, I need somebody to, to, reach out to me and ask me how I'm doing. And, um, I'm not, I'm not above reaching out to a friend and being like, you know, of course my best friend, Jacob, who, who's in the band with me. Um, you know, I reach out to him sometimes and, you know, I'll, I'll kind of air things out a little bit. Or, and I do talk to my girlfriend about a lot of things that are bothering me, but, um, you know, you don't always want to be the person that's like reaching out. And I think that's a big thing, especially with men, no, no, November is men's mental health awareness month, but like, we don't feel like we, we don't want to be the ones to reach out and say, I need help. I need somebody to talk to. But if somebody came to you and said, Hey, like, how are you doing? Is it, you know, is there like, you want to talk like what's going on? Like how, how are things going? Then like, you might open up a little bit more because they're giving you the space to do it as opposed to feeling like you're a burden reaching out to someone. So I went off the rails right there, but like, but, but all of that to say is that's what I think the importance of meeting with people in person is during, during COVID, 
I uh, worked from home and I got a new job uh, during during COVID at the beginning of 2022. And it was with this company in New York that I had never met any of these people. They were scattered all over the country. Um, it, the company was fully remote. And at my old job, everybody knew who I was and knew like part of my history and my background. And I had met all those people in person. And it gave me a like such a... A, a sense of anxiety and weirdness of like dealing with these people that I didn't know just through like instant messages and emails and like chats about these projects, because I don't know who this person is. They don't know who I am. And it's this weird back and forth, like, you know, things get tense, things get like, you know, when you're working and you're working against deadlines and clients are mad about stuff. Like it gets tense, you know, and you don't know how this person feels about you. You don't know what they're going through. The only interactions that you're getting from them are through little text bubbles. And it doesn't, you know, it, it really like messed with my mental health. And so I went back to my old job and everything was fine. <laughs> but I think that's, that's like a testament to that we are disconnected and, you know, um, it made me, it makes me, you know, now my company is like, you know, they want us to come back to the office and be in the office four days, which they're very flexible. If you don't make it in all four days, if you have things going on, then that's fine. But it makes, puts me so much more at ease seeing my coworkers face to face, being able to walk two steps and ask someone a question rather than like send them an email or like chat and wait for a response it's so much easier and it puts my mind so much more at ease. And I think that's really important, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, uh, I think as, as humans, we're meant to be more, uh, social like that. And, you know, have, have that kind of community experience, uh, with the people we, you know, whether it's family and friends and, you know, just like in your own thing. Uh, and, but I also, I feel like the idea, you know, even applying it to what you do in music, the shared experiences that we go through, uh, at concerts, you know, it's like the creating, creating an experience in that room with the people where you're, you know, you get a hundred people that are like-minded that all want to, you know, are like sharing this moment, you know, it's like, it's a, it's really a powerful, special thing. And, and just like, so, you know, it gets lost, uh, on a lot of people that don't, you know, I'll watch it on YouTube or we'll wait for the, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. And it's just like, it's not the same. It's just, no, it's like, no. You know, same. And, and, and you're, you know, something that I encourage at, at our shows is everybody's here for one reason. And that's the music. Everybody is here because they like this kind of music or they know someone in this band, or maybe they're, they've never heard any bands and their friend told them to come along and they're, they're just along for the ride. But like most I would say 90% of the people that are there are there because they like the music or they like that kind of music. And so talk to somebody, right. strike up a com- conversation with a stranger. Like, Hey, you know what? Like, how'd you hear about this? Right. You know, how, who, what band are you here to see? Like, you know, who, like, uh, you know, Oh, those guys that just played, they were awesome. Like, you know, like it's very easy to just strike up a conversation with somebody. And I feel like at, at our shows, I've really tried, I've, I've made it a point to kind of like almost have them feel like, like a community, like foster that environment Mm -hmm. of like, Hey, you know, no assholes. You're like, if if you're going to be a a jerk while you're here, like, just don't come. Like, you know, if you're going to try to start shit or like, you know, have an ad, have like some kind of attitude and there's going to be a fight and, you know, 
I'm sure someday, like, you know, the more shows we play someday and the bigger the shows we play someday, that will happen. But like, you know, we've always had just a really good positive vibe. And I've always encouraged everyone to 100% feel like they can be themselves at, at our shows. I don't want anybody to ever feel like, you know, they, they can't be if if there's one place that you can feel like you can be your your full authentic self it's at a Wes Hoffman and Friends show. I want everyone to feel like that. And it doesn't matter if we're in, in St. Louis or Kansas City or Chicago or Philadelphia or New York or wherever. Like, I want everybody that's there to feel that way. Um, and, you know, because I, I felt that way when I was a kid coming to punk shows. I was like, I remember my first time I saw MXPX here in. Uh, this would have been 2000. I mean, this was 20, almost three years ago, like coming from Vandalia where there was, I was like one of the only punk kids aside from Jesse and Zach. Like I was like, Oh my God, there's, there's 2000 people here that all like this band in my hometown. There's one, right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so you feel like I felt like I belonged. I felt like I was part of something and, you know, getting down to like, it's a basic human need to feel like you belong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Like, um, so I want people to feel that way at our shows. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, well, again, you can uh, come out Saturday night and be a part of that uh, experience. And uh, Blueberry Hill in the Duck Room. Tickets available um, at the box office. It's, and, it's uh, uh, at thepageant.com right. as well. You can get them. And... Um, Check those out, and again, uh, we got great support on the show, uh, so get there early and uh, take it all in. It's going to be a fun night of uh, great tunes. Absolutely. And, uh, so uh, you can find more from Wes Hoffman and Friends on all your streaming platforms, uh, and follow along on Instagram and Facebook. It's just at Wesley Hoffman on Instagram. Yeah. And, and dude, okay, are you wrapping this up? Sure. I mean, so, we, so I want to say one thing real quick, yeah. though, to you. Hey, all right. Uh, I appreciate that you're doing this and that you're you're still. How long? How many episodes are you in now? Over a thousand, right? Yeah, uh, thousand sixty something. Dude, that's that's incredible. Like, may may be ten years of doing it. I I think that you know, and I've I've said this before, is I think that this what you're doing is just is as important as the music or any other band or, or anything like that. You know what I mean? And thanks. Wes. Um, I think that, I think we need more people that are kind of doing not the exact thing that you're doing, but something similar to support music in St. Louis, or it doesn't even have to be music. It could be anything else. Um, anything else that you're interested in. Um, but I, I think like you've definitely become with this podcast, like a staple and like an institution of St. Louis music. And, um, I mean, that's huge, dude. It's, it's huge. So like, thank you. Thank you for doing what you're doing. And, and, um, you know, I just really appreciate it. I'm grateful. And like, we were talking that, you know, that I think this is like the third or fourth time that I've been on the show. And, um, I had waited to hit you up because I was like, (laughs) At some point, we're gonna have a big show, and I'm gonna I'm gonna need Shane's help. Yeah. But um, I was glad that you were down, man. And it's um, thank you for doing what you do. And take it's I you know I run a I I I podcast off and on, 
And I know that it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. And, and people don't see, people hear the podcast and they see the video of me playing, and but they don't see, you know, you drove all the way down here, you set up the mics and all your editing and all the stuff that you're doing behind the scenes. It's a lot of work. Right. I, I totally know that it is. And um, so thank you for, for doing what you do and, and helping us out and not even helping us, like supporting us, but really doing what you do hand in hand with the music in St. Louis and, and not even just one genre. You're like, you're out here. You're out here, baby. There's, there's a, yeah, there's super shiny. Some, there's some, definitely some variety on here. Uh, a little bit of everything for sure. So thank you. That's just what I wanted to say. I appreciate that, man. It was very nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I love it. I do it cause I, I have a blast doing it, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely, you know, there's times that I think just like anything you get, you get to, you know, why am I doing this? What am I doing? You know, like, uh, you know, it's like, but, uh, does anybody care? Right. Is anybody listening? But, Dude, uh, the same thoughts go through my mind. Sure. I, I get discouraged and I'll be like, we, we can even have a freaking awesome tour. And, you know, our last tour was phenomenal. Like we, we had a great trip and then even sometimes I'll just get in my own head and I'll be like, nobody gives a shit about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and I'm, but then when it comes down to, it, it's like, I give a shit about yeah. this. I care. I like doing sure. it. I don't care what anybody else, like, you know, you kind of just have to, again, like come back into the moment of like, why does it even, I can't control what other people think. Sure. Like I can just control what I do and I'm enjoying doing this. So I'm not going to let, you know, if, if somebody, you know, doesn't like it or, whatever you feel like nobody's listening like i'm doing it for me yeah you know yeah i agree that's so i keep going and uh i think it's gonna be you know someday when i do decide to hang it up uh i think it'll be really cool kind of time capsule of what we've created here in st louis music and yes. uh so you know i just like i'm really proud of what we've uh what uh, the, well first of myself with what I've done with the show, but also just as our city as an, an as a whole. Like, I mean, there's like some. I tell people all the time, like, like I love just listening to my friends. That's pretty much all I listen to is my friends' music. Like, uh, a majority of it, you know, it's like absolutely. So, some of my favorite bands are the band are are. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love like the bigger bands that I mentioned, like MXPX and Bayside, and you know, uh, we were talking about Mest and and these, you know, Unwritten Law and these, and of course, Story of the Year and and Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two and all those big bands. But some some of my favorite bands are the bands that like that we've toured with. Right, Stay the Course, Tired Radio, Rough Dreams, You Vandal, Bad Planning. Like they're all my friends that like are kind of doing the same thing as me. Those yeah. are the bands that, you know, and um, like Tired Radio, who we just went on tour with, they were literally there. They put out an album during COVID and it was one of my favorite albums of 2020. And I didn't even think, I thought, oh, like we'll never end up doing anything with them. And then like we ended up going on a tour with them and, and I got to see them play every night for four nights and it was awesome. And I stood in the front row and I sang every word and it was super cool. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes like the best band, some of the best music is, is almost music that I, I, I do believe that some of the best music has, has not been heard yet. Mm -hmm. Like it's someone somewhere your favorite band is, is making music in a studio or a garage 
and it just hasn't gotten it to you yet, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I tell people all the time, like also like, uh, I encourage people to get there early cause you never know when you're going to find your next favorite band. Like I've discovered so many great bands by on support on shows, you know, show up for, I, I bought the ticket for the headliner, but then I discover this opener or whatever. And it's just like, you know, changes my life. And then I deep dive into their catalog and find all kinds of music. And that's a fun, fun journey to discovering new tunes like that. So, yeah. Uh, and that's a, this, again, this Saturday is a good excuse for get there early. Cause there are going to be a lot of great ones. And, uh, so come out early and support this show and, have a great time. Grab yourself a, a sandwich, a burger, or yes. something at the Blueberry Ooh. Hill. And Blueberry, I am looking forward to having a burger yeah. at Blueberry Hill. I it's been a long, it's been a while. It's been way too long. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, well, last time I was there, I didn't eat. Um, but I'm definitely gonna have a burger. Right. Like, we're sound checking early in the day, at like 4:30. So I'm gonna have like a couple hours to like let it digest and everything <laughs> too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I've already planned this out, yeah. Shane. Yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get the nut, the cheddar spread on oh, yeah. the. Oh my gosh, it's so good! I love it. <laughs> I freaking love Blueberry Hill. Yep. All right, Wes. I appreciate you doing this, buddy, and thank you yeah, for thank uh, you for everything. You uh, really uh, meant, means a lot to me. That and um, I say we do it again soon, man. We will. Um, we will. I mean, we got we got a new record to talk about here real soon. So absolutely. Maybe maybe before uh, long we'll. Sit down and get maybe get the band with us next time and um, absolutely so and uh, make be sure to keep a lookout. Uh, we'll have well, I mean, you'll hear all about it, but yeah, vinyl coming soon, all yes. kinds of stuff. So we got vinyl. It's going to be on streaming. It's it it's going to be um, the vinyl is actually going to be here soon. Yeah. Um, we're going to have it probably in Philadelphia. Which I was I was stoked to hear that that you're doing that and like so yeah definitely uh gotta give me one of those so i will get one too. yeah <laughs> all right buddy well thank you thank you thanks everybody bye everyone